Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. First, though, a look at the papers on the markets with Aidan Donnelly from Davy. Morning, Aidan. Morning, Gavin. How are you? I'm good, thanks. We're going to start with the FT and a very significant story here, I think. We hear a lot about the, the big four accounting firms and, and how maybe sometimes they can face a conflict of interest. So this is the idea that they're auditing someone, they're supposed to be putting them through the ringer. But at the same time, the consulting part of the firm might be trying to win a contract from the business who's being audited and maybe they'd like if the auditors went a bit easier. Well, EY Aiden may have come up with a solution to this issue. Yeah, I think this is a fascinating story and it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. And I, as you say, the EY are working on basically splitting out their audit and what's called their advisory operations worldwide. It'd be pretty much the biggest shake-up we've seen in, in, in what are known as the big four accounting firms in the last two decades. Um, and it's really, I suppose, to, to, as you say, to escape those conflicts of interest that have pretty much dogged the industry in both, particularly in the UK and in the US. So, the, the firms have been criticised, as say, about a, a lack of independence when it comes to the auditing work, and then they also might be generating fees from consulting or tax or, or deal advisory work, and, and how, how, I suppose, ultimately, how strong and how high are the Chinese walls between the two operations. And we've yeah, seen no, I'm sure in a lot of cases, it, it, you know, they, they do observe the Chinese wall or whatever, but there is the perception, isn't there, that this is a potential issue? Yeah, absolutely. There is the perception there. And and I suppose, look, ultimately what the plan here is that they're going to try to split the two out. Now, I, again, it's not going to be a very easy thing to do. Um, you've basically got to, you've got to require a, a partner vote, a global partner vote to do this. And, and the structures are very, very difficult to, uh, to necessarily get that across. Um, and in the past, we've seen mergers and acquisitions in professional uh, firms be notoriously difficult. I do think the other big question is um, whether there is an overlap of expertise that if you carve out one set of expertise in, uh, you know, in terms of taking audit all out, you know, do do you, um, you know, are the two halves less than the, than the full and and less than the whole, you know, and, and, and that's obviously the argument that has always been the case that you get an awful lot of of cross-discipline and um, uh, knowledge building up in these businesses, and if you start separating them out, do you do you lose the essence of of, of what's very good, notwithstanding the potential for conflicts? Yeah, I, th- I think that's clearly a risk. Uh, if they do go ahead with this, going to be a lot of pressure on on the the other three members of the big four to do something similar. Okay, let's turn then to the Indo headline reads: Borrowers risk bigger hikes from non-banks. Explain. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, and again, I'm, I'm surprised it's taken this long for for an article like this to come out. Obviously, we've seen a significant growth in non-bank lenders, uh, the likes of Avant and Dillisk, in, in, particularly in the Irish market uh, over the last little while. And really, because these guys, like, just to put it in context, we, we, we have seen, um, you know, the, the, their mortgage lending grow significantly. And, you know, if you look at the, 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 the share of, of new lending back in 2018, these guys accounted for about 3% and they're now up to, to 13%. So there's been a huge growth in it. Now, the problem is they get their funding on, uh, you know, on the markets as opposed to having a large d- uh, deposit base that, that they can run off like the, t- the, the two other banks. Um, so as a result, as market funding starts, to, the cost of market funding starts to go up, they are likely they're going to have to be the first ones to to move on and uh, hiring their inter- the, the interest rates they charge on their on their 
mortgages in order to to maintain their margins. So it's it's really, I suppose, you know, when you look at the the last few years with with market funding rates so low, these guys have ta- had a huge advantage, and as a result, they've had very very competitive um, uh, mortgage rates. Yeah. As we start potentially going into a slightly higher interest rate environment. You're, you're, you're going to see these happen to be the first to move. Yeah, this is uh, all based on a, a new report from the Central Bank. I kind of feel a bit sorry from the non-bank, for the non-banks having to, uh, you know, deal with headlines like this. We don't really know what's going to happen, but, uh, no. you know, I can, see, I can see the logic. Good results from Dell last night. Absolutely, yeah. They 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 beat Wall Street estimates uh, for quarterly profits and revenue, and and it's really around. You know, not surprisingly, companies still investing heavily in desktops and and laptops to support hybrid work. And if you look at the their uh, what's called the client solutions group, uh, which is basically all the the hardware units, they saw revenue rise seventeen percent in the quarter. Within commercial PC revenue was up nearly 22 percent, uh, up up at 12 billion, and you know they, they, this is likely to to stay that way for quite some time. They've actually upgraded their um, uh, forecasts for the coming quarter. Now it's not all a rosy picture. They're obviously saying too that they're seeing some impact from the global chip shortage and supply chain disruptions. Yeah. That have been exacerbated by the China lockdowns in the quarter, but all in all, it reads it, it reads very positive, certainly. Yeah, and it kind of backs up this view that I've heard expressed a few times now that actually the big investment in technology regarding working from home is going to come now. People sort of cobble things together to get them through the last couple of years, but but now is when the big investment is going to come. Okay, uh, Fed minutes were published yesterday. What was in there? Well, look, it, 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 it's amazing that the, the amount of scrutiny that the Fed minutes are getting now relative to, to years ago. It used to be the case that nobody bothered even looking at the Fed minutes, uh, to be quite honest with you. Now they've taken on a whole new level of importance, certainly in people's minds. And the problem with that is that, um, you know, people are starting to read lots of uh, their own opinions and their own biases into it. Um, the, 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 there was plenty in there for both the bulls and the bears. Um and certainly that's going to be the way for all of these over the next um, couple of months as the various meetings and then the, the, the minutes come out. Ultimately, look, the, 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 <clears throat> the Fed have left everything on the table here. They've said that there's going to be more interest rate increases. They haven't ruled out at some point in the future potentially being more than a 50 basis point rise, but they don't think that's necessarily Mm. the case. And it's very much going to be data dependent as they've always said it was going to be. Um, So it's again, as I said, it's a real smorgasbord of of, of opinions and, and, you know, everybody can read them and come up with a different, slightly different nuanced conclusion. And, and, you know, the the, the market's reacting uh, as a result. Market reacted quite positively to Macy's, big US retailer. They had a decent earnings report yesterday, which has given people some confidence, I think, in the American consumer. Yeah, obviously, the last couple of two weeks ago, we got got disappointing numbers out of Walmart and 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 Target, and and this has led you know a lot of people to wonder whether there's a big issue with the the consumer in the US. I don't see that. I have to say, I think when you look at under under uh, the the bonnet. You know, when it comes to Walmart and Target, it looks as if it was a company specific thing. They just had too much inventory and then had to slash the cost and it hit margins. It wasn't down to consumer spending. Um, But also, if you look broader, I think there is a a move within the consumer in terms of what they're spending on. All the way through the the COVID era, era, we had people spending mostly on products. We're now seeing that shift out to to services. So you only have to look at the likes of, of travel and entertainment 
percent, you know, in terms of I saw a survey that 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 searches on on kayak, the travel site, uh, have, have increased massively, yeah. um, and also uh, occupancies at hotels, uh, occupancy rates in hotels are going up, and also even the, the the best anecdote of all is is the the queuing lines at Disney have been very very strong in the parks over the last while. So that doesn't speak to me certainly to a to a consumer that's um, in in trouble, and you know as you said Macy's came out yesterday with decent numbers certainly at the at the high end of of, of the consumer bracket um things look pretty good as well notwithstanding the um the sell-off in the market that we've okay. seen you know so I, I i think the the rumors of the consumer's demise is a little bit exaggerated at this stage we leave there aiden thanks very much for that that's aiden donnelly there from davy breakfast business with enterprise ireland on news talk